0: Welcome to the Hawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. The 2020, 2021 academic year has come to a close. So in this episode, we reflect on a unique 13 months and celebrate the graduating class of 2021. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me to help celebrate the graduating crop of Hawks is Loris College President Jim Collins. Jim, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest.
1: Thanks, Robert. Good to be with you, as always.
0: Welcome back. It's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. Yes, it it's... has.
1: You seem a lot happier because it's been a, ta- a while since we've
0: talked. So. <laughs> no, I'm just more excited because you're finally back. Oh, i So, <laughs> so uh, well, and a lot's happened in the time that we've last chatted. That's so for sure. It's been an, an eventful 13 months, to say the least. So the campus closed last March. Everything went to online. No commencement at the end of the academic year, a lot of changes on campus to accommodate for social distancing and safety protocols. Everybody comes back. It's a hybrid approach. It's, it's been different. So when you reflect back on this past year, what really sticks out to you about the Loris community being able to navigate through a pandemic?
1: Yes, and I, I always think that uh, reflection and context matters, Robert. You know, you, you think that we're a couple days away from commencement for the class of 2021, and you'd say, boy, I didn't think I'd see the, these days coming. Um, but at the same time, I don't think we would have landed as well or gotten to this day were it not for um, really good planning, uh, strong intentionality, um, great alliance with um, CDC protocols taking um, the pandemic seriously and at the same time trying to to create a pathway where we could um, promote and ensure the best possible learning and residential experience for our students. And uh, I think to date um, we've done that quite well. There have been blips here and there. But overall, um, especially when we compare what's transpired at other institutions, I think the Loris community should really be proud and take stock of the success we've had. But I think it all goes back to that um, planning and intentionality and long hours uh, in the early months of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, a lot of people doing a lot of things to make everything come together. And it's, as you mentioned, there's a path, you're creating a pathway when there's no definite way to figure out what, what's the best path. You, you know, everything is constantly changing and seems like we've come out of it okay because one of the things that we haven't really touted publicly is really the success that we've had in limiting any spread and really containing COVID-19 on campus for a full academic year. It's been, we <laughs> did a lot. And, it, you know, very, as you said, blips here and there. I mean, obviously there's uh, there's quarantining here and there, but really no no outbreaks, no shutting down, Anything We kind of made it through the end, made it to the finish line. So to what do you attribute that success?
1: Well, I think there, there are a lot of reasons, Robert. I, I think, again, going back to the planning, we were one of very few institutions in the country that um, developed a plan for the entire academic year. And what I mean by that is we, we modified how we were going to operate second semester. Um, we modified um, at what point we were going to send students home, uh, for instance, at Thanksgiving break. A lot of institutions did that. But the second semester was planned out well in advance, and I think the extent to which we could remove uncertainty from the community, we think, is the extent to which the community was better prepared and um, didn't have to worry about, well, what's going to happen next month, or is there going to be a break, or when's commencement going to be? We kind of stayed true to form and and worked the plans so that we were able to facilitate the calendar as we planned it. I think the the second thing, and I think it's counterintuitive, is that while we've mask wearing and social distancing protocols and all sorts of other things put into place, we also wanted to make sure that we found a way to creatively allow students in particular to have some of the traditional experiences. So whether that was through student activities, whether it was through um, student faculty research, um, whether it was participating in theater, uh, music, or athletics, we found ways to do that. And I think because we did, um, I think students and to some extent faculty and staff were more inclined to make sure that they followed the protocols in place. So the American Rivers Conference was one of the very few conferences, NCAA Division 3, that um, allowed at least a modified season to go through for all of our 24 intercollegiate athletic sports. So second semester we had 21 of our 24 athletic programs practicing or competing. And at the same time, we had choirs performing and we had uh, band ensembles performing. We conducted theater performances, among other things. And as a byproduct, we were also testing a lot. I mean, we were minimally throughout the second semester testing at least 250 members of the campus community, sometimes as high as 500 members. But um, in all of that, it's, it's hard to believe that we've gotten to this last week of the semester not having more than single digits in uh, positive cases and no sicknesses and no hospitalizations of, of, of um, great regard so again I think it was just a matter of doing uh, the both and and doing it well and um, having a faculty staff and student body that um, really took things seriously because they knew that the, the outcomes and the participation components that they wanted to have would be more likely.
0: Well and as we talk here, we are talking about the, the final academic year, uh, the final week of the academic year. Commencement is just for us, just a couple of days away. Um, but but it's April, so this is not this again uh, in an atypical year. An atypical commencement ceremony is going to be happening at the end of April, as opposed to May. And just for anybody who's you know kind of forgotten or not aware, there is a May term instead of a January term. That's right. And so how has that, how do you feel that has shifted things a little bit for campus going from, you know, the, you know getting used to, you know, you have your first semester, you get that, that little transition with the J term, and then we go into the second semester. There's no transition. It's first semester, second semester, and now we get a May term. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that one of the things that we, we knew
1: was going to happen as the pandemic lingered and then as the academic year continued is folks were going to get more tired um, because in particular second semester um, we didn't afford a break except uh, four days at Easter weekend and um, at the, in the end I think now people are saying oh this is great that we finished and we're doing it earlier, which means that that break that we've all been desiring now happens. So next week we'll take uh, a week off as it relates to to coursework and then we have our May term which as you say replaces the J term and we have 630 students signed up to participate in in May term. So the the first year class is required and then it's optional, uh, at least for this year, uh, for sophomores through seniors. Um, But again that's a less intensive um, experience in terms of, you don't take 15 credits, but it's a, a singular class over a shorter period of time. But uh, I think in the end, as surreal as it is um, to be commencing in April, it's also pretty surreal to know that we're one of the few places in the country that conducted two in-person outdoor commencement ceremonies in the same academic year. So hooray for Loris.
0: Yeah, that was a yeah, having one in October, and it, it, it really actually helped in a way, set the set the plan for this upcoming commencement. So we've already done it. That's right. We, we have had a blueprint a, yeah, within a pandemic. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and of course, through all of this, an academic year actually happened. And so students and faculty actually saw a lot of successes, as we typically see through LORIS. What does it mean to you to see the Lor- the, the students actually earning their awards and accolades through all everything that they've had to kind of take on this year?
1: Well, you know, like like any other year, when um, students or programs achieve regional, statewide, national success, uh, it's cause for celebration. um, And we found ways to both recognize and celebrate students, faculty, and staff as they've achieved these great accomplishments like in years past. But um, I think what makes it difficult is we can't actually gather in person to to celebrate individuals in a way in which they richly deserve. but you know, that's out of our control, but it's still um, noteworthy for the individuals, noteworthy for the programs, noteworthy for the institution that we achieve these things. But I think upon reflection, especially over time, all of us will be that much more impressed with the accomplishments that were achieved this year because um, students, faculty, and staff had to get to that point in unusual and very creative ways, and in many cases, Virtually, but it doesn't take away the, the import or the substance or the quality of the actual success. So, you know, media studies, you know, winning the, the, for the 12th straight year, television station of the year in the state of Iowa, uh, it never gets old. And while it's been different, the outcome is still the same, so students should really feel great about that. Same thing about the athletic training, undergraduate and graduate success, our English writing and uh, uh, scholarly success among our English faculty. None of that gets taken away, but uh, just all the more impressive that it happened during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and actually seeing some ac- ac- athletic success in a very curious athletic year when, you know, teams aren't necessarily playing during their seasons or, yeah, you know, I mean, as you mentioned, this, this is a very busy spring. And I, I know uh, when this year is done, I'm sure uh, the athletic department will take a very long rest <laughs> i think that's for
1: sure i think it's been challenging for coaches and student athletes but i think especially for athletic administration and for our athletic training staff um you know it's it's one thing to go through an academic year with all of our athletic programs um competing but to have 21 of the 24 doing it in one semester it really takes a toll on all those who have to support those programs but you know we we get to claim a an undefeated season for the football program and the same with uh Men's soccer, while simultaneously continuing to celebrate the national success of all sorts of programs um, from men's and women's track and field, indoor and outdoor, as well as wrestling and and many others. We've uh, really been blessed that while we haven't played the number of games or competed uh, as often, um, we're still being able to um, achieve a lot of success in a shortened season.
0: And so we, of course, we, we close out the year and that means commencement. And celebrating the class of 2021, what really sticks out in your mind for about the students from this graduating class? What do you take away from your kind of seeing what they've accomplished in your, your interactions with these students?
1: I, I think uh, resilience comes to mind. It's such an overused term, but I think it's the best coin term that we, we can provide. You know, um, trying to think about it from their perspective when we sent everybody home last March. Uh, these graduates, most of them, were juniors. And uh, the thought they had, just like we who were serving in administration, faculty and staff, thought, well, the worst of the virus will be gone at some point during the summer, so we'll open up the academic year, you know, mostly okay. So to think that they were sent home and that was hard enough, there was also this attitude, we'll come back to a relatively normal or less impeded sort of campus, that reality uh, didn't match the the perception and the the anticipation. So to think that every month continued to um, inform them that things were not going to change, mask wearing, social distancing, limited gatherings and events and all that sort of thing. I, I think that when they walk across that stage, I don't think they'll recognize it maybe at that moment, but I think at some point over the summer when they reflect and think back, it really is something. I mean, if you if you ever thought there was doubt, um, don't doubt again, because if you achieved uh, success in your undergraduate and graduate career um, with a 13-month pandemic uh, impeding uh, lots of that experience, you can do almost anything going forward. So uh, again, the resilience and the attitudinal willingness to sit back and take one for the team and uh, comply with the, the regulations that we had and keep people healthy and safe was uh, pretty impressive and something for which i think the whole community is grateful to our class of 21.
0: yeah and i think a pandemic gives you unexpected but uh, very appreciated preparation for future that things that they weren't expecting when they stepped on campus four years ago that that most people don't even have yet that they've they've figured out a way to navigate that and that really sets them up well for the future
1: there is no question and i i also hope too that not just for the graduating class of 2021, but all of us as campus community members will be able to appreciate when things do get back to uh, somewhat normal Said the things that we might've taken for granted previously. Um, so whether it's friendships or family, or whether it's um, the educational or recreational experiences that we all have come to know over the course of the years, that those will be all the much more appreciated
0: and valued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even in their their modified forms, I think we appreciate them when we get them. As, Isn't that as, the as truth. they come? Yes, uh-huh.
1: yeah. Kind of like I'm finished getting the vaccine, so it's kind of a euphoric feeling. <laughs> I'm not sure that a, a vaccine would have ever brought so much joy yeah. to, to myself. Just but a it big has in this case,
0: just a sense of relief that you didn't anticipate ever exactly. happening, right? Exactly. Yeah, well, of course, we can't close one chapter without looking ahead to the next chapter, and so. As you mentioned, there's a lot of uncertainty. Vaccines are being distributed, but there's a new normal that's still being established, and we don't quite know what it's going to look like. Yeah, you know, one month from now, let alone three months from now. But from what we do know, what does the 2021-22 academic year look like to you from this from this date?
1: Well, I think uh, the administration has borrowed some of the playbook and intentionality that we used last spring and that was to say all right where where where's the cdc saying we're at where where is it that we anticipate being at what's the best higher ed guidance and legal guidance that we can gather uh, at a local and a national level and then let's make a plan for next academic year so we've we've already made some decisions so for one um we're not going to provide a remote learning option for um students Uh, next year it'll be back to being in person there won't be a hybrid thing unless a particular graduate program uh, provides that Um, we're going to start the academic year and end the academic year like we have previous academic years so we're not going to move the schedule up or move the schedule back Um, J term will return there won't be a May term next academic year Um, we right now would expect mask wearing and social distancing But the determining factor on that will be whether we reach a high level, high percentage of vaccinated members of our community. You know, it was only in recent days that um, undergraduate students in the state of Iowa were able to have access to the vaccine. So as of yesterday, to think that already 30% of our full-time faculty, staff, and student body have already received um, uh, the full vaccination schedule is pretty great. So our plan is to continue to encourage and to educate our um, campus community to get vaccinations. And um, we're withholding mandating uh, the requirement of vaccinations just because we think individual choice always goes a, a longer way in terms of people feeling good about what's been done. But um, there may be a point where we mandate, um, depending on where we find we're at uh, over the summer. And there be, may be mandates um, beyond the institution. So, for instance, the American Rivers Conference may require all programs to have vaccinated students if they're going to compete in any one of the intercollegiate athletic sports. Um, my guess is that vaccinations for student teachers will still be required if, if they want to go into to schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, some of those things will naturally happen beyond um, the, the, the plans for the campus. But uh, again, I think we've got a lot fairly well figured out, but fully know that over the course of the next five months, um, we're going to have newfound information and therefore make newfound decisions. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and in addition, so obviously we have, uh, our our graduating class leaving campus, but not everybody is actually leaving. Some people will actually be returning for a ninth and 10th semester. Mm
1: -hmm. Right now we have, um, I think 50 students that have taken advantage of the ninth and 10th semester um, initiative that we announced last summer, so this gives students an opportunity to have additional time to complete their undergraduate degrees uh, and or continue to participate in the extracurricular programs that they they love and hold dear. Um, So that's a a good chunk of of students that uh, under normal circumstances, wouldn't be back next year, Mm -hmm. but because of the unusual circumstances, will return, and we're looking forward to seeing them and giving them the opportunity to... experience more fully the, the LORIS experience that they didn't necessarily get to access in recent months.
0: Yeah, and that's from whether it's on-campus activities to either, either some of the, uh, the experiential learning that was kind of shelved a little bit because of pandemic restrictions. So okay. a chance to take advantage of you know that full experience at least as much as we can offer.
1: That's for sure. Year. Yeah, Study Away was... Uh taken away, Uh, in many cases internships were taken away, Um, various extracurricular programs participating at at their fullest was taken away, Um, and my sense is that it'll be, um, well maybe not fully normal, it'll be much more expansive as we go into next academic year.
0: Okay, well, something to look forward to. Absolutely. Always something different, and yeah, next year, as as unique as this year has been, uh, hopefully we get more unique next year, but more normal too.
1: I agree. I don't know who uh, coined the phrase, but uh, the only constant in life is change, right? Yeah. So we we know that there will be some changes. What those will look like, we don't necessarily know, but uh, I think the campus proved to itself that uh, heading into this past academic year there was an awful lot of uncertainty. And while we don't have certainty to this day, there's a lot more that's known and understood um, all these months later, and it'll make us that much better and that much more uh, wise as we go into next academic year.
0: Yeah. Well, Jim, thank you so much for thank you, sitting in and sharing the kind of reflecting back on the past year and talking about the, the class of 2021. And um, we'll see what, what lies ahead for us.
1: Agree. Thanks for your good work. And thanks for bringing the good news, Loris, out to our larger community.
0: Well, thank you. And thanks again. And thank you to our producer, Trent Hanselman, who continues to do a fantastic job with all of his work, both on this podcast and in his digital media. And thank you to all who listen into our discussion. I hope you'll join us in offering our, your congratulations to the class of 2021, which you can do on social media using the hashtag LorisTogether. Also, be sure to visit the Loris Daily at daily.loris.edu to get daily updates on news, features, and podcasts from across Loris, including our ongoing spotlights on some of our graduating seniors, which will continue into the summer. We hope you'll join us next time for another Doohawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go dohawks!